Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Xin Si. You can never get enough of books in this life. And this is a song all about that. couldn't make eye contact with anybody in the room whilst I played. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I, was, I, was, I was charmed by Michael Stipe. Uh, oh, uh, I'm introducing myself, am I? Yes, you okay. are. You are. I know. I th- that went on for so long, I think everybody forgot why we were here. Well, it's like... <laughs> that was a reminder built into the song there, wasn't there? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Was um, this a podcast about... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's... let's start again. <laughs> uh, hello, welcome to Faking Letter Book Club Podcast, in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name's Chinti and yada yada yada. Yeah. Hello, I'm Johnny Gillum, uh, and I love books so much, I don't use deodorant. Hey. B.O.? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my name's Lucy Roper, um, I've got a reading age of 27, um, parents are very proud, and um, yeah, I love books too. Absolutely brilliant, that's what we like to hear on this show. My name's Brian McKellen, and uh, my favourite character from Star Wars was, was Chewbucca, <laughs> the bookie of, of the rebels who kept all their books. I thought you were going to say the bookie wookie uh, there, but he's mm. a bookie. No, he's a bookie. Okay, <laughs> as in he took bets and like... Yes, it's, okay, a, it's okay. a racial slur, because <laughs> he's, a, he's a somewhat offensively appropriated the term. <laughs> yeah, I always thought to myself, like, um, like, how much racism was there in Star Wars that they were just getting away with? It doesn't make it right. I'm not no, saying it's, it's right. True, it's, it's, it's probably not. No, it's, it's but true. who am I to judge? Absolutely no. We, we, who's, who are we to judge space racism? Spacism, right? No, nobody, nobody at all. Um, thank you for joining me today. Um, this is going to be a very interesting episode. It was going to be part of the summer reading season, but um, the summer reading song uh, is actually even longer now than the previous one um, that we just played. So I figured 
best to put that to bed. Uh, the book that we'll be doing today is Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. This is now a classic of my childhood. Um, I have very fond memories of reading this book uh, as a kid, and it got me into pirates and piracy and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, this is back in the days when piracy was fun, you know, um, and not mm. like a, a, I guess, harrowing. Because um, I, yeah. I, I remember watching, I, I don't know if anybody here has watched Captain Phillips. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It was oh. a pretty harsh film. Um, twist. Twist. What was the twist again? When when he 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 um, takes the the other man aside and the man says to the other man the thing that the man says and then he is the captain now. Oh, that's right. Yes, he says, "I am the captain now." That's it. I am the captain that now. That is it. I didn't real, and that's exactly how the power transfers to people. You say, "I am the blank now," and then. Mm. And, and Tom Hanks was like, oh, oh, good point. I never thought about it that I'm way. the presenter. <laughs> no, you, no, 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 you're not. No, no. Okay, I can't really argue with that. I can't argue with that. Somebody else tried This week is Treasure Island, where we look at the book and we, and we talk about the book. Treasure Island, coming up. You, uh... <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Uh... What's the first page of the book? Let's have a look. Oh, the title of the book's on there. <laughs> um, someone, someone take over. Uh, Wait, hold on. I'm the presenter now. Thank dear. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank you. It's Thank tough, you. isn't it? Heavy is the crown that rests upon the head. As I, I didn't know where to go from the no, first no, page. Where do you go from the back? It's tough, it's tough. I, I like to genuinely sort of like ease everybody into this sort of way. Like we can't just go straight into the book. I mean, I like to possibly uh, ease everybody in by just saying like, what are people's general impressions of this book? Uh, obviously it's a classic. It has been part of the, uh, the, the canon for some time. Um, and I think it's fair to say that it created a genre of swashbuckling adventures, which is still felt today. I mean, did we come into this book with any preconceptions? Uh, I don't know if you have any fond memories of it, or is this possibly the first time you you read this book? Uh, the majority I know about Treasure Island is from the Muppets movie. Yes, so. yes. No, no, that's obviously like a... Uh, I mean, how did that affect your reading of the book then? Like, coming into it with a sort of Muppet-focused, like, uh, mindset? I would say um, it was uh, obviously more, more realistic. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, le less puppets is is always a bad thing in my mind. But mm, you know, mm, mm. Um, but no, it was it was good. It was good coming into it, and um, you know, just yeah. Hmm. I think you you did you which would you say you enjoyed more though, the book or the Muppet Treasure Island? The Muppets. Because of the songs and Tim mm -hmm. Curry and Kermit. Well, you can't beat a bit of curry. I mean, did you find yourself also thinking retrospectively that maybe certain Muppets weren't the right choice for the characters in the book? Yeah, yeah, Do no. Do you think that Kermit was would possibly... Would have cast different? it differently, perhaps? How, who would you have cast then, in terms of... Now, now that you know from the book and your own reading of the book, who would you have cast as Long John Silver instead of, say, Tim Curry then? Miss uh, Piggy. Yeah. Miss Piggy as Long John Silver. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. Like, mm. um, 
because she she's good at she's good at judo, isn't she? She's got yeah. sass. Yeah, she's yeah. got a lot of sass. So much sass. The problem with Muppets as Long John Silver is because you never you rarely see Muppets legs uh. anywhere. So if you're trying to have a one-legged character, it would just be indistinguishable <laughs> from shit puppetry. Oh, this one's kind of wobbly and like yeah. it's been done by a drunk. He's, he's, he's only got one hand up him as opposed to two. Like, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, if the Muppets were puppets, which of course they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not quite mops. They're not quite puppets. But man, so to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely a boy's own adventure though, isn't it? Like, yes. um, like it, you, you kind of like read the book and it's definitely a book that as a boy, I grew up reading about it and thinking like you're put in the headspace of Jim Hawkins. Mm. Um, I don't know how you as a young girl would like, is there anything that appeals to you in this story? Do you think to yourself like this is a, a book that a girl could pick up and say like, yeah, I, I totally get on board with this. I totally understand this. Well, I think, um, I read quite a bit about female pirates as a kid, so oh, yes, like the actual yeah. actual real life um, uh, female pirates. So it it wasn't that difficult, but I I know that Robbie Lewis Stevenson did did he, it was his stepson I think who drawn a map that inspired him to write oh, okay. the story. Yeah, no, 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 no. So it, it was it, he did exclude girls. It's kind of like Yorkie bars. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's yeah. Not many, yeah, like um, um yeah. I mean, I find myself wondering like what he would have written if like um he'd drawn a picture of what my like uh my niece like um drew a picture for me and it was a picture of my face um mm -hmm. and it was like arrows pointing at my head saying no hair and um and i i i i didn't really feel inspired to write anything after no. seeing that i just felt like crying really um, as well at least the arrows could be mistaken for hair in some sense they weren't follicles so, don't, don't, it's not all bad yeah, that's, an, that's the new hairstyle sensation that's taking over the world. Like hair that looks like arrows pointing at your bald head. Like, it's a bold statement, so to speak. With a hologram that says yeah. no hair. A big little projector on your shoulder. It's a big neon sign that buzzes and flashes. Yeah. Technology these days is so incredible, isn't it? We never would have thought. We never thought. There's something about their leg. Yes, the leg? The leg? The leg. Now, you said it's a boy's own. Yes. Book. I thought it was a backstreet book, if you ask me. I, my accent's changed considerably in the last five minutes, but it doesn't really matter. I think the, the main point is that I, I, I never felt that connection. The hat, the hat man was very the uh, hat suspicious. Man? Which the hat man? The one that wore the hat. Uh, was it that Joey hat one? Joey, Joey, Joey hat one. He was the one that wore the hat. There was, oh, was, jo there? Jo was Joey fat one, who was mm. the fat one. And Joey Hat one, who was the hat one. It, yeah, yes, I guess. Yes, I, I don't remember. We're talking Backstreet, right? Oh, Not Boyzone, right? Oh, such yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. ago. It was, it was. Such it. a long time. But JT's done very well for himself, he's hasn't he? He's done so well. He's a very, very yeah, successful yeah. man. He was in sync. He was in, in sync, though. He was on the pulse. I agree. He no, is, no, no, no. He was in the band in sync. No, no, you've confused the Backstreet yeah, Boys with InSync now. But he's been in the. He's been very good friends with Jimmy Fallon. He's very good friends with uh with Andy Sandberg. Right. Yeah, he is. He is. He's in. He, he's he's in there. He's in there. He yeah. wasn't in the Backstreet Boys though. I just feel like I had to yes. you on that. Yes, he is. Of course, he's not. But but of course. I mean, I'm but not, I, not, not not like not to get too bogged down into like boy band history here. But like, <laughs> um, I feel it's important to to say that J uh, J C was never in the Backstreet Boys. Um, and more's the pity, quite frankly, more's the pity. What yeah, was the drawing that inspired In Sync? 
this the what the, this the novel the drawing. drawing oh the drawing it's all art comes from a drawing done by a child yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's true actually I wonder I think it innocence <laughs> it's a beautiful a, be a, a picture of innocence no just a childlike innocence the beauty of an unfettered mind right 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 yeah. I mean I I thought like. I thought it might have been inspired just by like Justin Timberlake's hairstyle in in sync back in those days, where it was like it was great. It was like curls, wasn't it? Like an afro curly thing that he had going on. But it could have been a plate in a sink. Yes, he <laughs> a plate in a sink, and then someone was like, "That's the plate in sink in sink." Bada bee, bada boom. I've got it by um, Jove. Bada bee, bada bong. He said by Jeff. Definitely. I thought he Jeff. said, I'm the scat man after that. But, uh, but. Bless you. I feel we need to get back on track with the book. Um, it's been nice sort of getting everybody's first impressions of what this book meant to them. Like I said, this is a big part of my childhood, uh, reading this book. And I think pirates, pirates have always remained kind of cool, haven't they? I mean, what, not obviously not like... The modern day Somalian pirates. Nobody's yeah. dressing up like them at Halloween. Is racist? Because it, well, no, it would be racist if like a little kid was dressed <laughs> up as a Somalian pirate. I would not be cool with that. But if you dress up as a sort of like Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, yeah. Right, it's, yeah. it's that's yeah. kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, and this, what, what do you think it is about pirates uh, of the 17th century? Ilk, not the modern day pirates or internet pirates. Um, what is it about the traditional pirates that is so romantic and people respond to, even though they're criminals, effectively? Mm. Everyone loves a dandy, and yeah. everyone loves. Uh, but then dandy, oh, that's a bit effeminate. Make them very violent. <laughs> yes. And of course, the sea, which we all enjoy. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, the sea terrifies me. Yeah, Why do you children live in Britain, a country surrounded by ocean? A denial, I guess. Um, uh, Why didn't you live in Kyrgyzstan? It's good. There's no it's sea there. A, it's a good point. It's a good point. There's no sea there. Um, there's a lot of inland countries I could have gone to. I, I mean, I've just Bolivia. Ended up here. The problem Jack. is, once you end up here, right, and you're terrified of the ocean, you're kind of stuck here, really, because you don't want to go anywhere yeah. near the ocean to get well, off the, the island, the right? Channel tunnel, mm. we could go underneath the. Ocean. Oh, that's even more terrifying, though. Like, oh, going under the sea. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't care how many times they sing about it in The Little Mermaid, it's not a fun place to be. Uh, so, like, But yeah, no, I get that, there's a romance, like, romantic aspect the notion of the pirates, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's the... I mean, not that they were poor, but it's the whole Robin Hood thing, isn't it? They're, they're kind of stealing mm. off each other, mm -hmm. it's all fairly fun and games for yes. a while. And I don't know, just I suppose that... A bit of an entrepreneurial kind of spirit, whereas now yeah. just yeah. pirates kidnap middle class couples and yeah, yeah. business. But it's not. It's not half as yeah, romantic. Yeah. No, absolutely. And there's a definite. It feels like I guess there wasn't as much of a a specific target. Mm. You know, with the 17th century gold sort of. There wasn't. It, it felt like it, not that it was a, a victimless sort of crime, but mm. as close as maybe you could get. You know. Because who were you stealing off of in the first place yeah, back then? Exactly. Just a bunch of like rich people mm. who were so rich they had boats. Yeah, they had their exactly. own boats, and they were just like in the middle of the ocean, da 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 da, da having a good old time on the boat, <laughs> and then then karma, I guess. Karma. Yeah. This is what you get for being so rich and having a boat, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to to sympathise with the victims of piracy in the seventeenth century. Mm. Your piracy is making this slave trade go off of you. <laughs> It's a good point. Good point. Well made. <laughs> and they're vaguely democratic. They were. They have a code. They have a code. Parlay. Mm. But of course, as we as we know, 
There is the, because they have election for pirate captain things, but all those are void, because at any moment there could just be another mutiny. <laughs> and people, people declaring themselves the captain. Keeps things sure, it does kind of make a mockery of the democratic process the when whole you thing say, is... I'm the captain now, and nobody can think of a reason why you shouldn't be, and they can say, like, yeah, fair enough, mm. wish I'd thought of that. The best, the best part of the book was when all of the people on the ship were all shouting, I'm the captain now, <laughs> and no one could keep track of who was the captain now. And it basically just turned into, an, into, into a 48-hour, who can stay awake the longest while shouting, <laughs> I'm the captain now, and it turned out, we all, we all know how that turned out, yeah. don't we? Yes. Uh, that went on. Yes. For, I think I could have done without it being 40 pages long. 40 though. pages, yes. Mm. 40 pages of people just literally saying, I am the captain now, said like, Captain Flint. The guy I am the captain now, said Long John Silver. I am the captain now, said Dr. Livesey. I am the captain. <laughs> and he literally lists every character in the book saying, I am the captain now. Even characters who weren't actually in the boat. Like, the like I am the captain now, said Jim's mum, who was still actually back at the inn and wasn't anywhere near the boat at the time. Yes. Uh, Yes. It's, actually, it's interesting because that scene is there for two reasons. One, because he was paid by the word. Uh, <laughs> and two, because actually, without the I'm the captain now scene, the book doesn't pass the Bechdel test at all. Yeah. But now it has every person, not just in the book, but conceivable. Uh, that counts as a conversation about yeah. something yeah. other than a man. Yeah, absolutely. I.e., the captain, which is a gender neutral term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the biggest twist of all is like the last person to say, I am the captain now, and actually ends up being. Was well, the, the monkey from Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> well, no, because like, I was going to say, um, Long John Silver's parrot, who is actually a character in the book. But yeah, no, I think you got a bit confused there with animals. But, um, oh, yes, they look rather similar, don't they? Monkeys and parrots, I'm always making that mistake. They don't drive really. bicycles. A coalition. A coalition of animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Like, why not? Why not? Like, if pirates can like democratically form their own society, why not the animals of pirates with exactly. their own union? You know. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about power struggles, and we're talking about how why the pirate life is like seen as something that's like to be aspired to. We, now, this is an important thing. The first thing I want to get into is like, um, why do you think Jim Hawkins is the narrator of this story, as opposed to like Squire Trelawney or any of the other fully grown men? who are kind of like doing this sort of like big swashbuckling adventure. Why are we in the mindset of a young boy? Well, to be fair, out of respect, that would be a wank story. It was, <laughs> it was, hello, I'm a professional doctor, and then this sea dog took a shining to a young lad. Here's my jealous conversations. Why isn't the sea dog giving me little sixpences and things to eat? You see, you, you think that's a terrible story, but I love the idea of an embittered old man who's jealous of a young boy yeah. and the relationship this young boy has with an old sea dog. Right, that sounds that. amazing. That sounds amazing. I'd that, read that. I would read that. I would totally read that. Of course, the sea dog, Billy Bones. Yes, of course, Billy Bones. Yes. Um, like, I love the alliteration there. Mm. A masterful choice by Stevenson. Why do you think he was called Billy Bones? <laughs> because Billy Bones. <laughs> Does he? He does, yeah. It's like pirate yeah. erotic fiction. Oh, yeah. no, but it's in the prequel, of course. I don't have much details of that. Uh, but Billy has a rather flavoured history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shall we say. Um, I mean, like, Jim even describes him as a, a well-built, stocky man in his mid-thirties and oh. then ends it with, like, this guy fucks. <laughs> yeah, so Stevenson coined the term. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, he clearly, um, and he's, he regales uh, Jim with tales of his life on the sea and the various ports he visited <laughs> and the women he knew there intimately. And Jim, obviously being a pressed young lad, just thinks like, wow, 
that sounds like a good time. I think I want some of my I want some of that pirate stuff in my life. Um, Sailor's life for he. Exactly, exactly. Um, and Squash for all when he's just like sitting there listening to the stories. Like, oh wow, <laughs> he thinks he's so fucking great. That young boy. <laughs> he thinks he's so cool. Hanging out with Billy Bones and listening to him have to tell stories about all the sex he's had. I could have lots of sex too, you know, Jim. If only I wouldn't have become a doctor. <laughs> could have been a, a swashbuggling bone. Bone merchant. Yeah. Boning around it's right the there. seven right seas. Do you know what they used to call me, Jim? They used to call me Squire Too Horny. Ah. <laughs> that's what that's like, but you don't listen to me tell my stories to them fucking Billy Bones. I like that idea. I like that. I think um there's a psychosexual drama in Treasure Island between mm. this um Jim, uh uh Captain Billy Bones and uh and uh Squire Trelawney. Um I think I don't think like Stevenson uh necessarily Focus enough on that aspect of the book. I would have liked mm. to have seen more of that. Um, it was taken out, of course. You re- they well, took it out. They took it out. They yes. they edited. This, they bowdlerized the book. Well, it obviously they bowdlerized the, the children's the, book. The book was 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 a uh, targeted at least more children. So the problem was is that children weren't all that up to date on the latest sexual lingo, so they didn't really understand any of it. The we had uh, it was. Uh, I think for the best. What should I say? I, I, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I think like Billy Bones was telling. Um, I mean, Jim is described as being around twelve or thirteen years of age, and you don't know how to fuck when you're that young. <laughs> no, and you don't really want to be telling boy. stories as well. You I figure it out. I don't think it's audience appropriate, really. Like a, a fully grown man telling stories about all the sex he's had in various ports around mm. the world to a young boy. Like, no, it's not. I mean, it's not cool. It's not cool. I think Billy. I think the relationship between Billy Bones and um, Jim Hawkins, and in fact, Jim Hawkins' relationship with a lot of these uh, uh, older men in this book is quite suspect. But that might be due to the fact that there is an absence of a father of a father figure in Jim Hawkins' life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, yeah. His father dies, and I can leaving him and his mother to sort of like uh, uh, tend to the inn, and run the business, and he has to support his mother. Um, do we agree that like? Um, do we think that by the end of the book, Jim is still in love with the pirate's life or not? No, because he says uh, when describing um, not Captain Hook, what's he called? Long John Silver. Yeah, Captain Hook. Uh, one of those famous pirates. <laughs> he comes. That's just later. Pirate, that's pirate yeah. racism. They're not all the same. Okay, that's, they're they're totally distinct individuals. And the, the fact that you confuse Long John Silver with Captain Hook. It's just... Ugh. Oh, sorry, it's the other pirate that hangs out with a young boy who's his friend but also his nemesis. Why are, Why is all pirate <laughs> fiction about pirates befriending children? <laughs> That's a good point. I've never thought about it that way. But of course, have you said that the Captain Hook was trying to kill? Peter Pan, so that's a, definitely not a friendly. Oh, so he's more like the Doctor than than he's like Billy. You'd rather, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you were injured at sea, right? And then the Doctor says, "Here, have a slug of rum. I'm going to start operating on your arm." And he takes out his instruments, and then as he's making his first incision, you hear him muttering about Billy Bones. <laughs> Billy Bones, I think he's so good. <laughs> would you carry? He's still a doctor. Would you ca- let him carry on with the operation, or would you say, "No, stop amputating my arm. I don't trust you." I don't. It, it's true. It's true. But if he'd regaled me with a story of all the sex he's had, <laughs> I would be like, "Yeah, I'm, I, this is taking my mind off the horrific injury in my arm." I think. Well, so just as he's making the first incision, and he says, "Have you ever been to Bermuda?" <laughs> <laughs> the girls. 
<laughs> hey, hey, hey. Do you know what I like? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Duran, then. No, um, yeah, I, um, I think, like, there's a lot of, like, it's, it's, it's a weirdly sexual book, Treasure Island, um, and not necessarily, it's something I didn't pick up on when I read it as a boy, definitely. Um, looking back on it now, I, I feel that it might have had an effect upon me. Um, and why I have this sort of, I'm strangely drawn to old sea dogs for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, should point out, we're recording this uh, in Chin's home, which is covered in pictures of <laughs> sea dogs in various states of undress. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had a subscription for a while to uh, Sea Dog Monthly. Uh, <laughs> and every month, I, see that, that's like, that's Mr. July over there. I, very good memories from Mr. July. Rather dashing. Really, really. Um, I love the frilly vest that he's got. Um, and like, uh, you know what? Some people like the eye patch thing. I've never, never really been into the whole eye patch thing. I like know? it when they have only one leg. Yes. Yeah. What? What are your favourite pirate like um tropes? Would you say? I I love how they're all amputees. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's 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 a pro. It, it, it's a it's a it's a fight back about against all this ableism that we're seeing. That's true. You know? That's true. It, it shows that you don't need to, to to function in the world as you can still function. I think there's a common conception yes. that people that aren't are somehow incomplete and can have no never have a complete life. But all these people, they have no arms, no legs. They're 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 all bitten off by crocodiles. Yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for the first pirate who's just a torso. Oh, there's been many. There's been There's many. Oh, okay. Who, 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 Captain. 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 Ca no. <laughs> Captain D. R. Chimney. Of course. <laughs> he was the captain. He, of course, all his legs burnt off uh, when he, he no was arms. trying to do a barbecue. <laughs> and then his arms also burnt off. And then a, a crocodile came and he bit them off. Captain Wait. Archimney. And he, and, he, and he was very good at staying awake, you see. He didn't have to pump all the blood around all those other appendages. So he could stay awake and say, I am the captain now. At last, after everyone else. And it was okay. It was fantastic. He, a leader among men. A king among men. I've never come across a story of Captain D.R. Chimney. This is a new one to me. I thought I was mm. up on my pirate law, but like that's probably why I didn't know there was such a thing as a, a, a pirate captain who was literally just a torso and still commanded the respect of his men. Um, I bet he fucked as well. You know? Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Uh, how about everybody else? What were your favourite pirate tropes? Uh, I mean, Hook's got to be the ultimate if you're named after your, you know... Um, what would I call it? There. It's true. That's nominative determinism because he was born James Hook, and then he ended up actually having his arm yeah. bitten by a crocodile. And he thought, you know what? I'm just going to steer into this and just yeah. replace my hand with yeah. a hook. Abu Hamza hasn't bought into that. <laughs> Abu Hamza's not a. He's not a very good pirate, really, <laughs> yeah. is he? He's terrible. Although he is a. a, a a strange old sea dog who befriends young boys <laughs> and tells about the exciting new pirate life in destroying the West. And all the sex he's had. He's yeah, quite a good pirate right. then. <laughs> he sees exactly, he's a real life pirate. Mm. You see, this is what, we, what we've discovered here is that a pirate has become a term that's been greatly appropriated. But now in these enlightened times we live, we see that going around the world and raping and pillaging everyone mm -hmm. isn't perhaps the best thing. Maybe it's for the best that we don't think Abu Hamza's a great person. Mm. Maybe. <laughs>
I think Maybe. that's that is possibly one of the least controversial like uh, no, points that have been raised. Saying, yeah, I'm no, no, no. no. I don't think you'll find many people disagree with that at all. But like, you have actually said it in such a way where it seems, in retrospect, absolutely obvious why we would think that. You know, I, mm. I, and I applaud you for that. I applaud you for that. Um, all right, well, we're talking about villains. We're talking about bad guys. Let's talk about like for. The character who basically symbolizes what Treasure Island is about, and that's Long John Silver, right? Mm. Now, would you say Long John Silver is a hero or a villain? He's an anti-hero. An anti-hero. He's an anti-hero, yes. Mm. An anti-hero. Okay. Mm. okay. He has a... Uh, Care to go into that? Care to go into, well, you know, the, 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 man, the man behaves in a, in a somewhat unpredictable way. Right. Sometimes he does something. Sometimes he does another thing. Sometimes there's neither of the things. Okay. Any specific examples you can think so of? So the one time when uh, he had the decision to make. When that great big decision fell upon him. And he was to either do the right thing or the wrong thing. <laughs> what, and what did and we all know how that ended. Yes, that's right. He... And he progressed the story forward in such a fashion that <laughs> allowed the story to continue for another few pages. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Like, I'm he's, un, point. he's a somewhat Captain, somewhat Captain Jack Sparrow, perhaps. Yes, but like Captain Jack Sparrow is probably more traditionally heroic I than like, like a, yeah, everybody I do as well. Great guy, great guy. Um, not so. I mean, like it's it's interesting that they were able to get such a fully rounded, three dimensional character that was inspired by a, a, a fairground attraction, effectively. Um, mm. and so. I, I say like he's he's much more in the traditionally heroic mode. He's more of a rapscallion, a rascal. Yeah. He's a trickster hero. He is a trickster yeah. hero. Yeah, yeah. He's always playing pranks on people and like you know that scene where he just puts whoopee cushions over underneath everybody's seats and then he says like I'm the captain now. He's so great, right? He just farts out. Yeah, everybody's too embarrassed to argue the point. Well, um, Hadou Bloom goes goes blushing red. They didn't tell him about that. He's been very insecure on the on the ride, of course. No, no. Alanda Bloom unfortunately has a sort of a very sort of impressionable mind. So actually, when he sat on the whoopee cushion, he actually thought he had farted for real, and he's, unfortunately he's method, yes. followed through. Right? Oh, he was man. the only person who's ever sat on the whoopee cushion and followed through immediately because he's just so impressionable. Um, and they had to call off the rest of the day to clean up his like seventeenth-century breaches, unfortunately. That's what you, that's the problem though. That's why you shouldn't they shouldn't have used actual antique like clothing as the actual uh, costumes on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean. But that's like mm. everybody knows that like they were committed to realism on the mm. on that mm. on that film. Mm. Um, okay, so like Long John Silver, I think he's much more there's an element of Long John Silver which is like it goes beyond just the tricksterism. He's when he stages the mutiny, for example, he has no problem with certain like um, uh, uh, loyal members of the crew being dispatched with. Mm. So he he's not like Captain Jack Sparrow, where you think like everybody that Captain Jack Sparrow kills or is responsible for the deaths of, they, he's kind of justified in some way. But uh, Long John Silver's mutiny results in the death of some very uh, of innocent people. Mm. So would you say that he? He lose you lose sympathy with this character. Is he, does he go beyond just being a rascally rapscallion to being a full blown villain at this point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Care to go into more specifics? As I defer to my colleague. Okay. <laughs> but I think yes. We all want to kill people. 
that's true. Yeah, that's true. And in the fantasy, guilty as charged. Yeah, we can be careful what you say, but <laughs> in the fantasy, it's there's some sort of justification, um, like Walter White style of. Yeah. Uh, Oh no! The situation has contrived that I have to beat this cunt to death. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but Long John Silver in the fantasy, hmm. the fantasy is never. And then if I kill him, I'll get a greater share of the gold. Yeah, no, no, it's true, it's true, it's true. Therefore, a villain. So you think he's a, he's a bad guy? Absolutely. Yeah. Not absolutely, yeah. but um, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. He's, he's a, a bad guy. guy. He's a baddie. Lucy, uh, what do you think, dude? I. That you know, there are good people capable of doing bad things. There are bad people capable of doing good things. Mm-hmm. But um, it it feels like yes, he crosses a point then where you wonder, yeah, excessive force, I guess, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, use of excessive force. Um, but then again, you know, if uh, you know Long John Silver was actually you know a a, a, a doctor in Edinburgh, been working on a potion that you know. You know, that it kind of caused him to, you know, kind of become this other personality. Then, you know, then that, that maybe that was he's out of control of his own. I see. I see where. Yeah, yeah I see where this yeah. is going. Right. So if, if that was what was happening, maybe that'd be. You know, they wouldn't be the villain then. He was out of control of his. So like yeah, exactly. I think he doesn't have that justification. You hit upon a very interesting point um, with the mm. whole Jekyll and Hyde like mm. uh, 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 analogy because obviously. Both Treasure Island and Jekyll and Hyde were written by Robert Louis Stevenson, and both feature a character who, like, uh, well, it's like an inquiry into moral values. In mm-hmm. a way. It's interesting you said, I like the scene because you know how he's the cook, he obviously has access to the kitchen, mm. and he's brewing that thing up in the kitchen, and like Jim says, it smelled foul and, and like, uh, like sulfur. <laughs> Uh, and Jim is obviously Jim's short, so he can't see into the bowl. Yes, yes, yes. But we do see him later. He takes a swig of something uh, that transforms him from cook into pirate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. And then after he drinks it, he goes to Jim and says, "I'm the bad guy now." He says, "I'm the bad guy now." Yeah, yeah. The doctor does the same. He does it when he's on the <laughs> boat uh, and, he, and he goes to onto land. He has to take a potion to turn from a man who's on a boat to a man who's on land. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is constantly drinking potions as his character develops page by page. <laughs> like a character in a video game, almost. Like yeah. or, or an alcoholic, just constantly. <laughs> Swigging. Bending his elbow. <laughs> One of the same. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Alex Kidd, alcoholic, it's all the same, mm-hmm. it's all good in the end. Um, would you would you agree with the notion, though, that like um, because of this sort of like a moral amb- uh, ambiguity, Long John Silver is the most interesting character in the book? It's his book, effectively. How about Pew? Oh, old blind pew. Yeah, no, I think he's a pretty dis. Like, I think it's it's beyond like a discussion that he's a pretty foul character, really, I giving think... the old black spot to a uh, mm. to uh, uh, Billy Bones, who I'm pretty sure. Like, I, when I first read it, I thought it was a kind of venereal disease, which would have <laughs> totally been in keeping with the character Billy Bones. But it was a literal black spot. Like blind pew was carrying around this black spot with him, and so like, yeah, here's the black spot. And he'd been travelling all around. I thought, wow, pirates are really literal people. Like, mm. very literal people. So like, I'm giving the black spot. And here it is. <laughs> oh, okay. You've got a box for it as well. Okay, cool, cool. Right. 
I'm there's sure not, I can just told him that. There's not a lot of call for subtext on, mm. on the sea, no. really. Pirates need a lot of visual aids, apparently, <laughs> to, to actually understand. We're giving you the black spot. I don't understand. Okay, it's this spot that I'm here, right? Just hold it. Oh, no! Oh, oh it's a bad thing, isn't it? That is a bad thing, right? Yeah, it's a bad thing. Okay, okay, right. But I mean, uh, Jolly Roger, the skull and crossbones. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's well, true. see, is that the skull and bones of a man named Jolly Roger? Because I agree, there's no space for subtext on the sea. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. Too much is going on. Too many people have declared themselves captain. There's just not not the time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. again, like it's short of actually having a flag that just says we are the bad guys. It, like, no, it, it's an emoji. Ah, it's like yes. an emoji of the time. It's the it time. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's, 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 you do know these emojis? I do, I do. Do you know, do. Do you know uh, the aubergine? The, the aubergine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. The, the, the purple devil, the devil face? Yes, 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 the devil do face. Do you know the poopy? I do know the poopy. <laughs> do you know the vomiting man? Yes, I know the, the yellow, vomiting man. The yellow circle face man? Yes, the yellow circle face man, he's it's, making a vomit. He's being very ill. <laughs> so you think... He's a skull and crossbones, he's basically that. Yes. So, okay. I, I, it's a shorthand. Are emojis a thing that you've just recently discovered, Brian? Emojis agree. <laughs> I, I love a good emoji! Uh, you, will you be checking out the emoji movie now uh, that has come out? But, of course, I, I had a consultancy role on that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. What, what did you consult them upon? Uh, all sorts of things. <laughs> like, you just listed different types of emoji uh, and they took you... Wallpaper, on. mostly wallpaper. Uh, what wallpapers should be in here? What kind of wallpaper would this movie have? Uh, what kind of wallpaper would the main character have? Who, uh, yeah. Well, set design. Set design, then. Yes, but wallpaper consultancy is specifically... <laughs> you were wallpaper consultant on a computer animated movie? Yes! Okay. More important. See, the thing is, in the computer world, is, is anything possible. Mm. Exactly. Mm. If you leave it to these bozos on their computer, MacBooks, blah, blah, blah. Away. So how do you get into the mindset of an emoji and how yeah. do you actually evince like what type of wallpaper this emoji should have? Well, personally, mm -hmm. I'm very good at what I do. Yes. Okay. My brother, Ian, Ian, he also works in movies. Ian McClellan. I'm, I'm more method than he. When I need to get into what would, what would the, the, the purple devil emoji, what would he do? So I... I get, in, I get into that zone, and every single message I write is that, that emoji. What, the devil Just, face emoji? Yes, well, many times. So, like, any message? To understand, to open the eyes. Open the eyes! That's what I always say, open the eyes, see the wallpaper. So, every message that you receive, you just reply with the devil face emoji over and over again? Uh, for the correct number of times, yes. Um, what's the correct number of times? Uh, it depends on what the response is, correct? Okay, so it, okay, well, like, like, so if somebody sent you a message, like, I'm going out to the shops, six. do you want six. anything? Okay, six devil faces. Yeah, I'm going to the shops, do you want anything? Six devil faces. Which, of course, corresponds to six eggs. I want six eggs. And they're going to get that, they're going to understand. And they'll understand. They'll, they'll understand. They know. You sure they'll understand? Yes. They're not going to just go like... Yes. The so fourth devil, devil face emoji is uh, his wallpaper is just plain blue, <laughs> plain light blue, baby blue. He loves that. You've I mean, I, I, who am I to question your methods? I, I'm not sure if I understand them, mm. but I certainly can't, can't question them. And skull and crossbones emoji is red and white stripe. Right. Okay. okay. Red and white stripes. Yes. Vertical, horizontal. Vertical. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm. 
This has been interesting. This has been interesting. I didn't know how much. How much do you get paid to do this job? Oh, yeah. the goodness of my own heart. <laughs> okay, you volunteer. Some labour yes. of love. A labour of damour, as we say. Have you have you got a consult? I mean, what's your job description? How, if I look for your name in the, t in the credits of the Emotion movie, um, what would you be under? Because we are still under negotiations, but. Okay, so you're not even sure, like, if you're going to be in the credits, you're going to be uncredited. Well, I, when I tell, for the movies that I go to watch, of course, I will. Right. I'll project my own credits onto the side of the screen with my own self. How many movies have you lent your talents to, then? Uh, well, all of, all, of, all of my brother's films was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and of the X-Men films. The X-Men oh, yeah, films. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Magneto's favourite wallpaper, magnets. The magnet emoji. <laughs> The man loves magnets, he can't get enough of them! <laughs> you see, Ian and I still live together. Yes. He yes. doesn't uh, he doesn't publicize it He's a very he's very generous. He's a very quiet, like yeah. uh, private individual, yeah. yes. Anyways, <laughs> the book are the back to the book, yes, no, um I've forgotten the point that we were making. Forgive me. I think it was about the skull about pirates, yes, yeah. that's right. We were talking yeah. about Long John Silver and pirates and how pirates very fond of visual aids. Um, I, they, 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 mm. they, don't, they, they take, tend to take things very literally. Um, I was kind of hoping that like in a, in a kind of twist on the traditional treasure narrative that Jim would have found out that the real treasure was within himself all along. Oh. Um, but no, there's actual literal treasure chest and like, a lot of people died to keep the secret <laughs> of, the, of the map. Um, which feels like it would, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it makes more sense in retrospect. But this is a coming of age novel, isn't it? Yeah. This is yes. a, about a um, a young man reaching manhood um, through the prism of a swashbuckling adventure. Do you think that this? Um, do you accept the maturity, the the arc that uh, young Jim undergoes as he tries to attempts to find a father figure? And do you think he finds the right father figure at the end of this book? Or does he just learn that manhood must be attained on your own, uh, on your own powers? You can't rely on anybody, uh, anybody else except yourself. If Jim does realise that, that's going to be a real bummer for the doctor that wants to be his best friend. <laughs> I realised I don't need an, an old sea dog anymore and his eyes start to light up. In fact, I don't need anyone. And then he walks off. <laughs> Get out of my inn, I'm the man of the house now. <laughs> look at me, look at me. I'm the fully grown man now. And um, Squire Trelawney and Dr. Livesey just sadly walk away and the Snoopy music plays <laughs> over the top as they slump down. And they just say, like, I guess we will never be friends with small boys. <laughs> you just have to accept it. It's just not going to happen. Uh, maturity, how does one, how do you think Robert Louis Stevenson um, believes what, uh, what do you think he rates as the scale of masculinity and manhood in Tre Treasure Island? Then? This is a really, it's a male-dominated book. There's barely any women in this book whatsoever. Mm. It seems to me that he is trying to put forth the notion of what it means to be a man. Right, let's compare all the different men in this book who are trying to befriend this small boy and think who who deserves to win the affections of this small boy. It's the like most. A, the Bachelor in a lot of ways. I agree. I agree. Yeah. As that in, scene. it's more like the confirmed Bachelor, uh, if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Like, who do you think? Who would you have picked as the 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 man who deserves to be the mentor to this young boy and usher him in, teach him the ways of manhood? I guess. Doesn't, uh, doesn't Jim at one point hide in a barrel? <laughs> yes, he does, yeah, he does. That's how he overhears. Exactly. About he yeah. the plan that 
of the mutiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutiny. A ship, I've just realised, is is nothing but a floating series of places to hide. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing the secret lasted as long as it did. Yeah. It's there. true, it's true. Like, oh god, like... Especially for a, a young boy who can just secrete himself in the most like um, uh, discreet nooks and crannies, um, mm, mm. You, you'd want to nip that in the bud immediately um, by getting them. I mean, like by getting him on side to your mutiny, quite frankly, uh, or just kill him immediately. Just kill him. <laughs> like, the, the one way to secure like your 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 secret murder plan would be to just well, you're just going to kill all these people. Who's going to miss one cab cabin boy? I guess you know. Um, but the fact that Longfin Silver doesn't do that and that he has a code. As warped as it is, like mm. um, kind of makes me respect him. As possibly the idea. Let's of, uh, oh, let's throw a parade for Long John Silver for not killing children. <laughs> what a great man! Oh, complicated, isn't he? He won't kill children unnecessarily. <laughs> That's why he's such a fully rounded, three-dimensional character. A state funeral for Long John Silver. <laughs> He didn't kill a child. Yeah, that's for no profit. In fact, that's what is said on his tombstone. I never did any kids. I hope I, I hope we can find that on my tombstone one day. That's all I'm asking for. I never I never I never killed any kids. Brian right. McKellen lived never killing children. Um, okay, so Longton Silver is clearly not the model that like Jim should be hoping to emulate. What about Captain Smollett, the uh, original captain of uh, the treasure boat, uh, who is deposed? Um, what do you think of him as a, as a as a model of manhood then, for Jim? Well, of course he's a wet blanket. He got he got completely mutinied. Yes, he did. Mm. But he got murked. He got absolutely chumped out. Yeah. Mm. He got murked off. Yeah, absolutely. They, they smashed his plonkers in. Also, his surname's Smollett, and it's kind of like not cool. Sounds like a lame fish, if you ask me. Just, uh, just like a, a kind of like a fish. If you caught it, you would throw it back, and and you say like, no, I will not eat you, because you're. <laughs> Crap! You're a, you're a garbage fish. Um, I don't garbage want, fish. I don't put garbage fish on my plate. I want you the best because uh, I'm Captain Birdseye. Ah <laughs> oh, yes, the now original there's a pirate. Captain yeah, the behind. original pirate. I'm rally behind Captain Birdseye. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh god. I, I think was, I once saw a, a, a show talking about how they made Captain Birdseye the the character, the figure, and some of some of the advertising department said. The more we made him like a real sailor, the less kids responded to him. And the more he was a cartoonish figure, the more they would respond to him. So that means at one point they were going like, let's make Captain Birdseye be a really down-to-earth, realistic depiction of a, of a man who works out on a trawler. <laughs> I also like to imagine Captain Birdseye has a similar problem to Squash Rilorni and Dr. Livesey, as in like, he just can't befriend the kids. He just wants to befriend the kids, but they won't. He's just jealous of the parents and their relationship with their kids. With facial yeah. hair like that, so we must mm. stay away. Yeah. And once they've got the fish fingers, the kids just... <laughs> exactly. That's probably his... That was what's wrong with his plan. It's like, I've got to befriend these kids. How to do it? I know. I'll do it through fish. Through fish, <laughs> yeah. Kids love fish. Kids are known to love fish. Mm. That's how mm. I win the affections of these children. Um, but I think Smollett's not... He's not a good role model for uh, for Jim. I think, like... um. Oh, sorry, um, Brian, you were... Um... Yes, yeah, I think the whole point of this book is there's a futility of manhood. Mm. The, there is no singular role to be mm. played. The way that there is no... You, we need to pick and choose, and we need to build our own image of what a man should be. So, of course, in my, my instance, I'm a wallpaper con, uh, consultant. Right, right, And right. that's how I built myself. 
So and you, hopefully mm. young boys will look at what I do in the Emoji movie and be inspired. So you didn't look to any male figure in your life at all? You wouldn't say oh, there's anybody... Oh, I many. I look to oh, many. Oh, okay, okay. Genghis Khan. I look to... I look to Chairman Mao. <laughs> in your wallpaper consultancy business, your yes. model was, was based upon... Your role model was Chairman Mao and Genghis Khan. Yes! Okay, alright, alright. Hey. Here's a question for you, a bit of fun for you. What kind of wallpaper do you think Chairman Mao would have had? Oh, but of course. Yeah, yeah. Yellow. <laughs> With red, mostly okay. red. Okay. Yellow and red like the flag. <laughs> Okay, I see where you've gone with that. Um, yeah. Actually, <laughs> retrospect. Retrospect. Does the bullet there? Yeah. Retrospect seemed kind of obvious, really. Uh, what about Genghis Khan then? That, that's going to be a tough one. Well, you're right? obviously a, a, a very pure, uh, uh, reeled in uh, tarpaulin. <laughs> tarpaulin. <laughs> yeah, so all, all the tarpaulin of the day, which was, of course, uh, hemp. <laughs> It's true, he didn't he was not a man for walls, so why would he, he like be a tents. man for wallpaper? The man likes tents. He does like tents. Leave him to it! <laughs> God we got that clearly showing your uh, your ability uh, like uh, yeah. as a wallpaper consultant today, Brian. Um I think like, I, I'm thinking think of other role models like well, let's talk about Ben Gunn, like the uh, the the man who's been left behind on the island and just sort of Ooh. gone a little bit weird. He wants he? cheese, I remember. Yeah, he oh I love cheese. I mean, it would make buying a Father's Day present very easy <laughs> that he loves cheese so much. You know where you're going with that. So on on that basis, I yeah, I I, I think he's a fairly good role model. I, I it's true, it's true. Oh, he's, he's a good role model because it's easy to get him some on Father's Day. <laughs> you, it, you know, it's true. It's true. That's how. <laughs> what else do you need from a father figure? <laughs> Come on, boy. It's like just accept the present and love it, Dad. <laughs> God, you're the worst father ever. <laughs> yeah, as well, uh, Ian and I had many a, many a difficult uh, uh, day with our father. Mm. He never liked any of our presents. Of course he took care of us, fed us, <laughs> all of the other things, was very accepting of all of our, of our, both our lifestyles. But God, it was hard to choose a gift for him and I'll never forgive him for that. I'll never forgive him. Would you say your, like, um, your, your, I guess your difficult childhood is what led you and Ian to go into, like, um, the artistic, like, uh, industry? Mm. Yeah, as we processed it in our own ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say what? what you like about bad fathers, but it does foster creativity. Uh, mm. Everybody, I, I would, I would say everybody who's done anything vaguely creative in their life probably had, wasn't able to get a good gift for their father. Uh, which is ironic, because like, you would have thought that people who created would be good at that sort of thing, but apparently not. But, um, there you go. Um, yeah, ben Gunn, good father, because he likes cheese. I, I think so. Oh. How would you... You were the doctor, and you felt jealous of Jim Hawkins' relationship with boys. Oh! Uh, young Jim needs a power figure. Perhaps now the doctor is in, and you could go... Oh, he's befriended that cheese-loving madman. Oh, <laughs> stop talking to the volleyball! <laughs> That's just, can't even avoid getting himself mutinied, but I'm sure he'll look after this boy well enough. <laughs> and he's not killing him. How do I compete with that? <laughs> um, that's 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 a very good point. I we never really considered the uh, Doctor Livesey's like uh, feelings. I mean, Doctor Livesey and uh, Livesey rather and Squire Trelawney, they, they definitely are sort of like gunning hard for being like the the father mm -hmm. figure in in Jim's life. Um, mm -hmm. 
bit too much. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I, I have a past history of doing this, unfortunately. <laughs> bit Treat needy, them mean, yeah. keep them keen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I mean, I can that's, see where... That's what... <laughs> You're describing abuse. <laughs> I always said, like, Squire Shawani and Dr. Livesey, maybe they should have gaslit him a bit more <laughs> and just sort of, like, made him a bit unsure about himself and just, like, and, and made him dependent upon uh, them to, like, hijack the narrative of his life, I yeah. guess. They um, could have co-parented, been, like, two have, nice yeah. gay yeah. dads. Yeah, well, oh, God, yeah, they could have been, yeah. like, my two dads, starring yeah. Dr. Livesey and Squire Shawani and Jim Hawkins. What a modern cast that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Really or, current up to date. Or like two and a half men. Yeah. Or, or, or modern family. More mm. modern family. Oh, I would have loved that. Can you imagine modern family of Squire Trelawney and Dr. Livesey and Jim Hawkins, the 17th century people <laughs> living in the one days? <laughs> they're always looking for treasure. Every of their plot points is like, well, we're looking for treasure today. I think this is going to be the day we find we found the treasure map. And every plot is like, oh, we can't make it to Thanksgiving. Why? We're looking for treasure. <laughs> This is really inconvenient. You know that we always said we gave you enough of those. I know, but we just found a treasure map. Uh, some old sea dog died, Norrin. Look, we've, got, we've, got, we've taken out seven mortgages on our home. We don't really need to find this treasure. We've got, we're in a lot of debt. John's at the end. I love the episode where uh, Dr. Livesey is in a restaurant, in one restaurant with two young boys at the same time <laughs> while looking for treasure. He's running back and forth. And he's uh, literally like, he, he's literally saying, like, I can't let them know that I'm, I want to be both their friends. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a classic, classic farcical moment, like, mm. worthy of Frasier, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, okay, so we, we don't think that there's anybody that really deserves to be, except for Ben Gunn. Ben Gunn's probably the most appropriate father figure for Jim Hawkins, really. Um, yeah. yeah. And he's Ben Gunn for such a long time on that island, sorry, cut that bit out. <laughs> Nah, I don't think that's good. I like that. I, I appreciate that. He's but like a typical gone. father in the twenty first century. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. He's I, I... been gone. Yeah, I said it again. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Oh, you're gonna go for the third time. Been gone. You did it again. <laughs> we got three's the charm, four's a bomb, five's a slime. <laughs> oh. I think we're <laughs> classic saying. I think we've like, um, we're reaching kind of the end of the discussion. I guess I, I want to get everybody's sort of like thoughts summarizing their feelings about Treasure Island. Do you think this book is still relevant today? Do you think there's any message? It's <laughs> 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 a valid question. It's a valid question. Do you think this story of 17th century pirates has <laughs> what does it have to say about today's society? I know what you mean, it's not a stupid thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was just picturing, like, yeah, if I am to ever have to choose whether or not to go off with pirates or not. Um, yeah, well, like I said, like, pirates are very literal people. <laughs> they probably would not necessarily see past the analogy, but, like, do you think there's any messages, like, really, that remain universal within the book uh, and not tied necessarily to the whole pirate 17th century thing? Why would a kid today read Treasure Island, do you think? Poops and gigs. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Fair a enough. poop emoji. Poop emojis. And a rock concert gig. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you'd write it. <laughs> okay, okay. What about everybody else? You think like, what? You, imagine you're a young boy today, uh, and a, 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 an adult man who's trying to be your friend hands you a copy of Treasure <laughs> Island with a glint in his eye. 
I mean, like, what would you? What, how would you feel about this? Or this book, the subject matter. Do you think there's anything in it that you'd still think so? That was pretty. That was pretty dope. You know, that that old guy. Yeah, I could. He seems like a pretty cool guy. He lent me this book. Uh, it's a good adventure story, like because he gets and kids uh, of a certain age love hiding in yes. things because he gives yeah. them power and control. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like that's. Um, like, all an adventure story is six things that would make a good story in your life all <laughs> happening at once. Yes, that's true. Yes, then slightly more extreme. Like, yes. for example, Lord of the Rings, they hide behind that tree. Remember that bit? I remember that, That's yeah. a great scene when they hide behind the tree. Hiding... Who can't relate to that? Who hasn't hid behind the tree? Uh, Ringwraiths. <laughs> Ringwraiths never thought to look around the tree because they're lazy, I guess. It's like, there's a tree. Anything behind it? Ah. Uh, well, that's, that's why they, yeah, it's, an, it's an unstoppable, it's a monomaniacal look for quest for the ring, uh, much in the same way as yeah. my quest for cheese. <laughs> but, but the, the Nazgul at start aren't taking it that seriously. They are like going through the motions, not even stopping to say Squire, Squire? Shire Baggins. Squire. Oh, when the ringers look for Squire Trelawney, that is my favourite. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea that like not only could they have um got basically got the ring to Mount Doom by flying on the eagles, they could have also been flying on the eagles whilst hiding behind the tree. <laughs> <laughs> could have taken the tree onto the eagle. Exactly, they could have done that and like foolproof. It's like being in a non-detectable like a uh, invisible plane. Effectively, the ring race would have known what to do. Well, those moths, because Gandalf can command moths. Yes. Yes, so could, and a moth could hold a ring, or at least two of them could, <laughs> if working together. Okay, they put a string, could put a nice string. Yeah, but then if you got the moth right, the moth would be corrupted by the ring, wouldn't it? And it'd come no, it's not wearing the, the ring. The moth would have become like... all-powerful. <laughs> the all-powerful moth that takes over Mila. Gandalf comes in one day with a huge big hole in his robes. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating all of the clothing. He's <laughs> like banging into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all agreed Treasure Island has a lot of messages to impart yes. to the youth well, of today uh, don't kill children don't kill children that's true that's true. stuck with me probably don't trust pirates but he's a cook <laughs> at this point he, uh, yeah, he becomes a pirate, pirate later on yeah, yeah, yeah. keep an eye on Jamie Oliver yeah or Gordon well, Ramsay yeah. ultimately there's not a lot to be gained from a friendship between an old man and a young boy from either either end of the relationship, right, apart right, right. from in a monetary sense. They're on- oh, okay, I see. They're only in it like this. There's, there's basically like the worst Craigslist hookup ever. Yeah, right? exactly. The only re- the, why why is this young boy hanging out with these fully grown men on the boat? Like, how did this happen? For the know? money. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'd like that, like, Squire Shrawny and Dr. Livesey after this adventure thought, like, we've probably gone about this whole befriending the young men in the wrong way. Let's just put out a personal ad. Yeah. <laughs> rather, than, rather than, like, go on the treasure hunt, let's just put a classified ad out <laughs> next time. Because they could be friends to each other, but they don't want that. <laughs> yeah. They really be friends with a young, impressionable boy. That's what they've been missing the whole time. Maybe that's the real story. That, that mm. probably is. I think that's something, I think we can all learn a little bit. That's the real that. story I got really distracted with. <laughs> Thinking about black spots and maps. <laughs> Just a about friends. I, I, I was going to um, do a, a little section here because like, Tre- Treasure Island is a book that has had a huge impact on our on our culture. It's, well, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's basically like you say the words Treasure Island, most people recognise it. And they, haven't, 
a semblance of the idea of what this book is about. As you say, oh, Long John Silver, pirates, pirates, whatever. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that much that, like, uh, it's a phenomenon that has become um, part, almost to the point of folklore. So obviously there have been people who heard the story, read the story, and it's leaked out into different formats. Um, but I came across a song that's been inspired by uh, Treasure Island. You didn't? I did, I did. Ooh. No! It's a, uh, and I, I wanted to do a new section, a new section here, and it's about like, um, which was, like, which is basically trying to chart the different, the uh, comparing and contrasting the songs um, and the books that inspired the songs, right? Ooh. It's like a musical portion. Um, it's musical, so I thought mm. I'd call this uh, section notes, brackets, musical notes. Okay, so um, mm -hmm. bear with me, bear with me. Yeah, this is my jingle for it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Like musical notes. No, 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 no
my problem was was uh, it took too long to actually get to the, uh, the, the that amazing riff there, mm. you know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, be friends with a young boy, you know. Like that's oh, a great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like um, it was it is it, it definitely a bit overblown. Mm. I was hoping for something a bit more shanty like, quite frankly. Um, yeah. Didn't feel like it was in keeping with the tone and spirit of the book. Like so. the um. Like the 2001 Spider-Man movie, um, it was U2, uh, does the, is it U2, or is it someone else? I hear you today, that one. You, it's it's Chad Krioga. <laughs> oh really? Chad Krioga from Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, him. No one gets down here and we He's a singer that sounds like he's sung it backwards and had it reversed, <laughs> so it now sounds forwards. He was a guy who basically watched the the um, scenes in Twin Peaks and thought, like, this would be a good album, actually. <laughs> Everyone loves those backwards scenes in Twin Peaks. What if everything was backwards? They'll love it. I think like, I think that's um that's something that like um. There's definitely an idea in like recording everything backwards so nobody can understand what you're saying, and therefore mm. they don't focus on the lyrics; they have to focus on your facial hair instead. Uh, yeah. But um, okay, so we agreed that song was not as good as the book in any way. Yeah. Mm. But this is not—it's not a perfect book, right? Are we agreed? Um, I—I I, I always ask this question. Like, we always have the, the opportunity to improve a book, no matter how good it is. Um. And this is where I ask everybody for notes. So this is the section called notes. This is the actual notes. This is actual notes. Notes written in no, text. No, 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 notes. Yeah, exactly. Actual notes. No, 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 yeah. no, no, Don't worry. Like, I, I think I didn't have time to write another jingle for my both sections. And in retrospect, maybe I should have called them different things. But I... Okay, notes, everybody. Let's go around the table. Johnny, how would you have improved? Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Just uh, more of the life of uh, Dr. Livesey and Squire Trelawney. Perhaps, you know, just going about the day to day, mm -hmm. so you can see the characterization. Perhaps he needs to lance the boil, and like Squire Trelawney comes and brings him his, um, like, scalpel, because he's a squire and he needs his help. <laughs> just things like that would be nice. A little slice of life. Yeah. Too yeah. much pirates for me to this book. No idea! <laughs> controversial, yeah. controversial. So you should like. So what? Like, what would you have called them? If there's like no pirates, there's no treasure, there's no island. You've basically got no treasure island. You'd have to call it like, like Squire and Doctor do operations. That's why. So when there is a like pirate things, it's a twist. Like, say, oh, I have no idea this book had pirates in it, and it'll like really leap off the page. Whereas now you're just every time you're reading something about something that's not the treasure island. Right, right. And you're like, well, this isn't. This isn't what I signed up for. This is just a barrel of apples. <laughs> you would have a note saying that like this has got nothing to do with Treasure Island. You can probably skip this bit. It's just a bit long monologue. Just cut it down. It should be. It should be like, uh, like Kubla Khan by Coleridge. It should be that long. <laughs> I, I I like the way that you're kind of really steering to the idea that the people who tell this story should be um, Squire Trelawney and Doctor Livesey, and it should be about their relationship with each other and how they're trying to befriend the young boy. Well, uh, I, well I suppose there's a fascinating perspective of a twelve-year-old boy who knows nothing about the yeah, world. It's true. It's true. Uh, I, I mean. You probably get a different audience. Not many kids would be on board with reading about like um, these two grown men who <laughs> just spend their days doing operations until suddenly they decide, let's go on a treasure hunt and befriend this young, in a bid to befriend this young boy. Uh, 
Uh, Brian, how would you have improved this book? Yes, and of course, uh, more description of the wallpaper in the cabins. I, I had trouble understanding the characters without I, that information. I don't think they had much wallpaper in the actual on the, on the ship. But say that, goddammit! Don't just leave it up to the imagination. You've got to say when there's not something there. That's Otherwise, fair. how are you to know it's not there? That's fair. That's very fair. Um, so what? Just like just a, a mention of the wallpaper. Yes, or the absence thereof. Right, okay. Or the Okay, all right. More plank walking too. Not n nowhere near enough plank walking. No, that's true actually. And nobody no, no nobody nobody forgot it, nobody told stories of how they lost their limbs. That's true. Nobody no. nobody told any any it was a, a big a big 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 monkey and then jumped off the road and uh, ripped off my arm. Uh, <laughs> dash. Common occupational hazard for pirates. Just walking down the road, and then they bump into a monkey who rips their arm off. <laughs> yes. Um, right, right. No, otherwise, uh, <laughs> 99 out of 100. Okay, alright, alright. That's the only note you'd say. Like, more wallpaper and more stories about um, losing lanes, I guess. I'm not even saying more wallpaper, but I'm saying, if there isn't any wallpaper, see that there yeah. is not any wallpaper! Okay, that's fair, that's fair. I just feel like that sometimes some books might just include it as a note, an author's note, no wallpaper is A little asterisk in the corner, saying these asterisks didn't know there's no wallpaper. Okay, that's fine, that's fine, yeah. Treasure Island asterisk, you look at the back, no wallpaper. there's no wallpaper in this book. Yeah. Never mentioned once. Emoticon movie 2017. <laughs> um, Lucy, how would you have improved this book? Um, I would have been interested in learning more about Long John Silver's cook career, right. to be honest. Okay. I would have liked a few recipes. Um, oh, I would have liked oh, okay. some descriptions of, of what he was preparing, what his tastes were, and, and what ingredients he had to hand. What number of minutes would his meals be made in? Yeah. Would he be a, would he be a 15 minute meal man? Or a possibly, 17? Possibly. Perhaps possibly. a 32? Oh. Absolutely. Long drawn silvers, 32 what, minute meals. What are his opinions on school dinners? Yes. Uh, I wonder. Like, does he think that like we're just feeding our kids just crap? Does he like cocaine? <laughs> apparently, apparently Jamie Oliver likes cocaine. I would love to. You heard it here first, boys. I would pay good money to watch a show called Long John Silver's <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> where he has where an old salty sea dog who's missing a few limbs wanders into an American restaurant and tells her, Ah, it's fucking raw! And just, and the people have to just accept the advice of this pirate. Just raises the review of the restaurant into their hand. And that's so stressful that it kills them. And now he, now he has the restaurant. I'm the owner now. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, if they don't take it on board, he just stages a mutiny in which the owner of the restaurant is brutally murdered. <laughs> the, these things happen. These things do happen. But he gets away with it because at the end of the show, like the people say, like, "Thanks so much for taking us on this journey, Long John Silver. I wish you nothing but happiness." And with a wink, he just hobbles away to the next restaurant. <laughs> I, I would, I would watch the shit out of that. Show. Like the master and margarita. <laughs> yeah. Some pirate just turns up in your store, and the weird thing is that they didn't even ask him. They didn't, they weren't even in contact with the TV company. <laughs> they thought they were doing fine as a restaurant. <laughs> just he just turns up and is like, "Ah, you're failing as a business. I'm here to buck up your ideas." Or, yeah, who are you? I'm Long John Silver, and this is Long John Silver's 
kitchen nightmares, and then they realise there's actually no cameras. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that would be a nightmare. And then you're going like, you "Why know. am I watching this? There's nobody filming this. How did I end up watching this?" Yeah, you can't Why bring the parrot into the kitchen. You can't bring that parrot into the kitchen. Not allowed live animals next to the poultry. <laughs> What would you do if an old sea dog came in here right now and said, this podcast is failing? Here's what you need to do. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, I really hope it doesn't happen, though. Ah, listen to me. I am the podcast presenter now. And I'd be like, oh, we can't argue with that. But then I'd say it next. And then you could say it again. And then it becomes a case of who can stay awake the longest, I guess. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, well... I guess we've got some good, some good suggestions of how we could have improved this book. I think like the best idea I've heard so far is that we turn it into a reality TV program in which Long John Silver <laughs> just wanders into restaurants and tries to get them to like solve their problems in the kitchen, despite just basically a pirate giving unsolicited <laughs> advice to restaurants <laughs> who don't know why he's there. You know how I am, boy. <laughs> I'm Long John Silver. You can present Anton Deck style what you have uh, <laughs> Dr. Livesey and Squire Trelawney. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just talking about like football and uh, and like uh, shiny stickers yeah. and other things that kids like. They're literally narrating <laughs> everything that like Long John Silver does despite the fact that nobody's filming it. And nobody just standing there going, ooh. But in the kitchen, it looks like Long John Silver's got his work cut out. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who is this for? Um, I think that's the direction they should have gone in. Um, thank you so much for coming down and discussing Treasure Island with me today. It's been a great conversation. I guess the last thing I want to, uh, I want to ask everybody is, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug or get the word out on? I'd like to plug uh, uh, the, the mission of child murder from everybody's life. I think that's for the best. Um, I should not be refrained from doing such a thing. It's a really dark note to end on, Brian. <laughs> no, it's cheery. I'm saying don't murder children. I am, I know. I, I just think that the combination of the words child murder is not something I want to end the podcast on. <laughs> okay, guess, let's right? put it another yeah. way. If you see a child, don't kill them. <laughs> Again, I, okay. More positive, more upbeat, but I still think it's a bit uh, of a weird note to end this podcast okay, on. Okay, uh, uh, what about this? If you see a child, let them live. <laughs> let them live and let live. God damn it. Does uh, anybody else want to like, plug anything else? Come see Snakes at Daylight Robbery in August 5th to the 26th. It's, it's noon. It's a great comedy show by me. Hey, where's hey. it happening? Where's it happening? It's happening at Daylight Robbery. Daylight Robbery, which is... Which in... is in Edinburgh, ha near the city centre. That's a reasonable place to put a venue. No, not near the city centre. Way out in the middle of nowhere. Great. <laughs> I love that way out in the middle of nowhere. Who, who doesn't like exploring? Emoji movies. Okay. Uh, Lucy, you got anything you want to plug? Um, I, I have nothing going on. Okay. You know, I'm just okay. glad to be here. That's great. That's great. I mean, like, it's always good to sort of like get out and talk about like I'm pirates. Every exactly. Now and then. Um, if you, if any of the, uh, if you've been affected by any of the issues that have come up today in today's program, uh, why don't you email us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a website, uh, it's fakinglit.wordpress.com and we've got a Facebook group as well where you can message us, ask us questions and give us your wee man tips. Um, we don't have a wee man update for this week because uh, we have actually received a few which I'm putting together in a special bonus episode that might be coming out later this week. Uh, thank you for your wee man tips, by the way. We always love reading them and we always love like I'm dealing with them on the show. But um, I guess that's all 
for now. Um, why don't you join us again next week where we'll be tackling another classic uh, work of literature. And as always, support your local bookshops and libraries. Until next time, bye-bye, everyone! Do what you want, because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You're our favorite indeed. Being a pirate is a wretched thing. Do what you want, because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate.